Welcome to How Travel Writers Self-Publish. This podcast brings you the most up-to-date and relevant advice, tips, and strategies to get your travel book written, self-published, and marketed to a global audience. And here's your host, travel writer and digital nomad, Jay Artali. Writing a book can be a lonely process, but when it comes to marketing promotion, that's an ideal opportunity to collaborate with other authors. So you can maximize the efforts and opportunity collaboration creates. But don't just take my word for it. Today we're chatting with travel memoir author Joe Corley. Morning, Joe. Morning, how are you? Okay, thank you. So Joe's an award-winning author, screenwriter, travel writer and copywriter and he's talking to us from the hills of Tenerife where he lives with his family and uh, Tenerife was actually the location of his two memoirs, the first of which, more ketchup than salsa, was voted best travel narrative by the British Guild of Travel Writers and it went on to become a Kindle bestseller. So today we're going to be discussing the benefits of collaboration to find out how to sell more books by collaborating with other authors and why author collaboration provides so much more than just book boosts. So Joe, before we get started, I wondered if we could just have a little bit of an overview of how you came to write your memoirs. Yeah, I did. Um, back in 1991, I did what a lot of um, expats did, came to Tenerife to, to buy a bar, which is a crazy idea when you have no experience of doing that whatsoever. <laughs> Um, ran it for about, what, about nine years, uh, and it was quite a successful business, but as you can imagine, there was a lot of uh, ups and downs in there, a lot of strange characters, and I started making notes about these characters. I'm not sure why. I've always been a bit of a note-taker. After we sold the bar, I thought, what to do next? I worked for a magazine, and the magazine were sending us books to review. They sent us one particular book that was about Mallorca, but I said, this is a magazine about Tenerife, so we can't do that. Um, but I've got my own book, so uh, would you like to read that? And basically, that's how it started. I had three chapters written about the turmoils of running a bar abroad with no experience. And they bought it and said, can we have the rest of it? And that's when I had to write it. So one thing that interested me was that I noticed you don't have a, a blog. Yeah, I did have a blog. And I, I quite enjoyed writing it. And it got a good response. The problem was I had to go back somewhere. I was spending something like 12, 14 hours a day at the computer. And I decided that the blog was probably, in some ways, yeah, it was promotion. But in other ways, it was a bit more self-indulgent. It was just me ranting about things. Um, so I kind of gave it up. And in some ways, I regret that because I did enjoy it. And I think it can be a useful promotional tool. But you can't do everything. And I had to choose what I was going to focus on. So obviously, one of the things that you focused on was collaboration with other authors. How did you start? It didn't happen at first. It kind of came along really after. The, the book did, did better than, than I expected when it first started. But as all books do, if you don't breathe a lot of life into them, they kind of flatline after a while. And I was kind of thinking, well, how can I get this book alive? How can I get more air into it to get it to float again? Started talking to other authors about how they've got their books promoted. Those kind of conversations, we kind of decided, well, we could actually tell our own readers about each other's books. So I contacted a few um, authors in the same kind of genre, in the travel, travel memoir genre, and we decided to do this cross-promotion in various ways. We're still doing it now. This was probably started about four years ago, and we're still doing it now, and it's, it, it, it works really well. It's, it's kind of like um, if your book is flatlining, if you think of exposure as a light bulb, you've got to keep that light bulb shining. If you have other authors promoting your book at the same time, it's kind of like having several batteries plugged into your light bulb to keep that bulb shining. Uh, so when your particular battery runs a bit flat, other batteries that will pump a bit of juice into it 
that's what happened. So in the back of all of our books, we would link to each other's books and promote them, saying if you'd like this book, you'd probably like this book as well. That was the main thrust of it, how it started. And it's, it's developed a little bit since then. So it seems like the key is to find other authors in the same niche as you. Ideally the same genre, but it's similar. So if I mean, in my case, it was with travel memoirs, but they're also funny books. So it's funny authors you could actually plug into as well, or authors that write about Spain. It doesn't have to be exactly the same genre. How did you find the other authors to start collaborating with? Um, I was looking at the also books on Amazon in the, in the genre that I was in as well. I emailed a few of the writers as well just to get advice, see what they're doing. And then there was some particular ones that we got on with better than others. They had the same kind of humour and the same kind of ideas. And they were also a little bit like me, like, what else can we do? How else can we expand? I, I'd imagine that most indie authors are happy to, to collaborate if they, obviously, if they're going to get something out of it, if it's going to help their sales and exposure and get new mm-hmm. readers, which is what it's all about. When it comes down to it, it wasn't particularly so much about whether they wanted to collaborate. It was how they wanted to collaborate. Certain parts of the collaboration, some people weren't that happy about doing. So we used other ideas, something like box sets. Um, And that's another another way to collaborate, cross-promote all the books in one box set and sell them that way. But one of the guys within our our set wasn't keen on box sets. He didn't like the idea of it. So it is dependent on what style of cross-promotion you do as well. So when you're working with other authors about box sets, there's obviously kind of roles and responsibilities and who's going to be the person to format the book and put it together. So how complex was that process? It was a bit of a learning curve. And next time I do it, I will do them differently. At that time, we're kind of making up as we went along. So it's all very informal, relaxed, particularly with the box sets. And I'd highly recommend that you do it in a more structured way next time. I certainly will. You've got to have defined roles. You've got to decide who's going to take the payment. When can the others expect the payment? Kind of whose name goes first, which book goes first in the box set. Really, it should be written down so everybody understands the same kind of thing. It needs to be contracted, really. That's the way I do it next time. So when you did your box sets, did you have discussions around what kind of marketing activities you were all going to do to make sure it was a a fair spread of activity across all your audiences? You inevitably find out that some people will push the books or the box set more than others that's that's bound to happen so sometimes you need somebody that's going to g others up saying when you've not done enough or you know you need you can do a bit more that needs to take place as well so then how important was it for all of the authors to have a a robust uh, mailing list it's it's kind of vital really You, you all need to have roughly the same strength of mailing list and ideally the same strength of social media platform as well that's the, the only way it's going to make it really fair. I mean, I've had suggestions from other people and other authors that they'd like to cross-promote with me. But when you look into it, they, they haven't got a mailing list. They've got relatively small following on Facebook and Twitter. And to be honest, it would be pretty much one-sided affair. So then yeah. it seems like there's quite a lot of due diligence you have to do before you jump into bed, as it were, with another author to cross-promote. Yeah, I mean, I think any kind of cross-promotion is going to benefit you in, in some ways. But I think if you want to have the maximum potential of a cross-promotion, then yes, you do. You need to, to go through these checks and make sure that you're all pretty much on the same steady level. And then as far as pricing of box sets, did you set the price at a reduced rate so it was cheaper to buy the box set than it would be to buy all the individual books? Yeah, we did. I mean, made it look like an appealing uh, package. Uh, I think you have to do that as well. And we did try various price levels of the box set, see which worked, and various discounted prices to give it a boost occasionally. All these things work, but you really have to sort of try them and see. It's going to work better for some people than others as well. I mean, the follow-on, 
some people might gain more followers, might gain more social media followers or sign-ups for the mailing list and sales than others. That's the way it works. But it really is a kind of try it and see. But you can at least try and set the ground relatively level. But with the box set particularly, we almost broke even. But in financial terms, it wasn't a great success. So besides doing box sets, have you done any other collaborations with authors? Like I said, the main thrust before was permanent promotion in the back of other authors' books. I do it with two other authors who are in the same vein as me. We've been doing that for possibly four years. I'm going to start it with another author who also writes similar material. And those are kind of permanent promotions. Those, to me, it's kind of passive promotion in, in some ways. As long as your book's out there and selling, you're promoting the other authors and vice versa. I think that's probably the most important way. So can you just talk through the mechanics of how you would set up that kind of passive cross-promotion with another author? It would really be, you need to prepare a page, almost like a Kindle page, with a picture of your book, the blurb, and links of where to get it on Amazon. Then you send each other those pages, uh, and those are inserted into the back of each other's digital books. And then there may be two, three pages of other books that we're recommended. Do you cross-promote other authors in Uh, your newsletters that you send out? We haven't actually done it yet, because there's one or two in the group that haven't used the, the mailing list enough so they don't want to go out and just do a straightforward promotion like buy these books so they're trying to warm up the list first then we're going to do the cross promotion through the mailing lists you mentioned earlier about doing facebook advertising have you dipped your toe into the amazon ads yet yeah i'm using amazon ads for my own books we've not tried it on cross promotion or um, i've tried it with my own box set of the, the two more catch up and salsa books and that seems to have reasonable success. You have to constantly monitor and pause those keywords that are costing a lot and not really getting any results for. But yeah, that's working. And it's another way that you can do co-author or multi-author box set promotions. It's something that we'll be looking into um, after I've finished tinkering with my own version of it, definitely. So the, and as far as anything that you want to try in the, in the future, besides box sets with different authors or, you know, finding other authors to put ads in the back of their books, is there anything else that you'd like to try in the future? Yeah, I want to try bundled uh, promotions, discounted promotions. We could find a bunch of authors that discount 99 pence or cents at the same time and then do some discounted uh, promotions with a book bundle, not a box set, just a, a bundle, like a one-off. I'd like to try that. Because there's things like Insta Freebie, where you don't have to give away the whole book. You can, you know, give away a couple of chapters. Have you thought about doing anything like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Insta Freebie at the moment. I've signed up with Insta Freebie. I've put the books on. Not sure, uh, to be perfectly honest, how successful that's been for people, where it's just a, a giveaway of chapters. I need to look a little bit more into the research, how others have done that, and whether it's been worthwhile for them. You have an author website out there. How do you use that to help promote your books? At the moment, it's pretty much um, a landing page. We talked about blog before. I probably will start blogging on there. The occasional blog, not as much as I used to. And basically, it's just a repository or a library of, of where I do keep the books. If people want to Google me or Google More Ketchup and Salsa, it's one of the, the websites that will come up and it has links to, to Amazon, obviously. I could probably do more with that website. At the moment, I'm prioritizing on different things. I'm actually writing two more books, so that takes priority at the moment. Two more Tenerife books? One more Tenerife book. I think that will be the story told completely and utterly. And I'm also getting into fiction now as well. Oh, okay, great. Yes, well, they do say that three books in a series is a a nice round number. I 
I did find, I don't know if you're saying with uh, other memoir authors, that it's kind of cathartic and it's great to write these things, but at times you think, it'd be great to take these ideas somewhere else, like this character did this. So it'd be nice to, to take those shackles off and just let fly. Sounds like a, a good future for you. Because you can only get so much mileage before even you start getting bored with promoting the same thing again yeah. and again. I think one of the things with for me going to fiction, I'm a little bit wary because the, the travel the, the mailing list has been built up basically on catch-up readers, travel memoir readers. So I need to kind of hang on to that and do something that appeals to them as well. Probably base the first fiction book in Tenerife uh, and then I can actually get some of the readers from the memoir series to find a, an interest in the fact that the book's, the fiction book's set in Tenerife so I can maintain some of them and try and lead them down a different path slowly and gently really. Without- yeah, it's almost like an evolution of the your brand is built around your books but now you're trying to build a brand around you as the author and that yeah. kind of transition from non-fiction to fiction you've got that thread of familiarity but that you have to kind of lead people down that path but it's kind of building that author brand which is something that we talk a lot about at Ally if you want to be a full-time writer then you have to start looking at yourself as a a brand and a one-person company and how do you build that brand awareness and get your audience to be your brand ambassadors as it were. Uh, yeah, I think it's important. I think there's more people are realising that. I think within the Alliance, uh, a lot of people do have that mentality already. I've just started an author's group here in Tenerife, so I can talk right into people because I feel a bit bit lonely over here. And it's one of the things I want to try and encourage. A lot of these the writers are first-time authors and want to encourage this, that basically it's, it's still going to be a business, you know, unless they're doing it for a hobby, but you do need to treat it like any other business. And as you said, branding is, is vital. Maintaining good customer relations is vital. So it's how you do that. But I think, you know, Ali's... I think it's, it's, it's been brilliant in actually sustaining and increasing that awareness that this is a business uh, or it can be a business for those who want it to be. But it's very much that, you know, there's new authors all the time, that it is a continual cycle. And this is why it's important to have, you know, the indie author fringe is to to show authors what other authors have done so they can learn from their mistakes and learn from their successes. And it's like, here's how we did it and here's how you can do it too. So it's kind of inspirational and it sounds like that's the same kind of uh, framework that you're trying to set up with your author group there. Yeah, I think it is. And we've shown examples uh, of, of authors that have done it. One or two of your authors have had um, success and they're, they're treating it like a business and they want it to be full-time. They're concentrating on the business aspects as well. So they will see that, yeah, it can be done. They just need guidelines as, as to how to do it. I mean, for somebody coming into the, the business as a writer, it's it's a bit overwhelming to begin with. It's overwhelming writing a book in the first place. But then, <laughs> And then when you've done that, that's just the start of it. Uh, yeah, yeah you, you crazy product. Now you need to create a whole business around it. It can be overwhelming. I've, I've had a memoir that I've been writing for years about our move to Turkey, and it's sitting on the shelf still. I love reading in the memoir niche, and I think people that go to different countries to start a new life immerse themselves in those kind of books. So it's great to see authors like you that are collaborating with other memoir authors and how you can breathe new life into your book when the sales have stumbled. And I see so many books out there on Amazon that they're just sitting there. They've been out there for years and there seems to be no activity and there's no reviews. So it's quite obvious that the author has stopped promoting it or released it and 
thought, right, that's it. It's released. And now yeah. it's going to fly. And it, it's hard work. It's hard work to continually market and promote your book. Yeah, it is. I mean, to, to go back on what we we're saying, that's why ideally, if you can find things that will be running in the background, as well as constant day-to-day active promotion, that can really help. Like I said, the, this promotion in the back of other authors' books in similar genres, that is one of the kind of passive ways that you can keep the book alive and keep it afloat. I'm sure that's why my books have lived so long, to be honest. When it was first released, More Catch and Salsa was first released in 2007, traditionally published. I got the rights back in 2011, I think it was. It's it's still doing well at the moment. I think it's it's still in top 2,000 on Amazon UK. And it rarely drops out there. And I'm convinced it's because of, partly at least, because of this passive income. It's still being promoted from other angles and from other authors, even when I'm not doing anything. I'm doing my best and frantically trying to promote as well, but it's it's definitely being helped. So what was the impetus behind going from trad to indie and and getting your rights back? Uh, Quite simply, they were offered back, which is nice. (laughs) It went through two print runs, I think it was. Reasonable success, I think maybe, I don't know, 5,000 copies it sold, something like that. And the publishers just decided that it's probably reached its course. So they handed me the rights back pretty much at the same time as Kindle was launching, or especially in the UK, which is, I think it was a mistake by them, but it's yeah. great for me. So I thought, well, I might as well stick it on Kindle. So I stuck it on Kindle, started selling without me doing anything. And I thought, how can I actually continue this momentum now? And like, that's when the sort of story started about reaching out to other authors. I think really it makes no sense not to collaborate with other authors in some way or other. There's no point in not collaborating with authors. I don't mean on the writing side. I do mean on the cross-promotion side. If you can find authors with similar-sized platforms, similar-sized following, similar-sized mailing lists, and what all authors have is the need to get more readers, uh, get more sales, you can't really do much damage. You can only get pluses out of it. So would you recommend new authors, if they're publishing their first book, that they'd start collaborating straight away or to go it alone until they see their sales start dropping and then starting to collaborate? Well, collaboration is a big, broad term, really. Collaboration can even start from just reaching out to other authors who have maybe had some success with books in a similar genre and just asking asking the questions, how, how did you do it originally? How did you promote your book? Just start relationships with other authors. And then eventually, once you've built your list and your social media following, then I'm sure other authors will be very happy to collaborate with you in a cross-promotional kind of way. Okay, great. Well, that's some really stellar advice there for new authors and authors that are looking to pump some new life into their niche books because the techniques that you're talking about aren't just relevant to memoirs. They're relevant to any author in any niche. Yeah, exactly. It can be any genre, really. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Joe. It's really great talking to you today. Thanks for all your tips and advice about collaboration. It was good to collaborate with you. Yeah, it's all collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much and um, enjoy the rest of your day. Will do. Thanks, Jay. Okay. Bye-bye. So hopefully those collaboration tips from Joe Corley have inspired you to start thinking about collaboration and promotional activity with other authors in your niche. Even if you haven't finished writing your book yet, it's never too soon to start thinking about how you could put collaboration opportunities in place. So while you're writing your book, you can be building your social media presence. And of course, the other thing is building your mailing list, because those are one of the key elements you'll need in place to entice other authors to collaborate with you. We'll cover other book marketing and promotion activities in future podcast episodes. If there's a specific 
book marketing or promotion activity that's worked for you and your travel book, please get in touch so we can share those insights and inspiration with other travel writers just like you. It's good to collaborate, and the sooner indie authors realise that, the better off we'll all be. Now, let's get that book written. You've been listening to the How Travel Writers Self-Published Podcast, hosted by digital nomad and travel writer Jay Artali. Visit us at www.birdsofafeatherpress.com.